Today we're going to talk about this different subtypes of dissociative disorders. Over the last couple of days we've mentioned a number of disorders, a number of, uh, we've used some terminology that we probably should clarify a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to jump right in with a, a mention that the DSM-5, which was published in 2013, mm -hmm. uh, changed the landscape of these disorders just right. a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. There were some disorders removed from uh, the Diagnostic and Statistical right. Manual. And so now we currently have mm -hmm. three primary diagnoses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's always, uh, the DSM always includes uh, a few um, sort of catch-all right. uh, diagnoses yeah. like yeah. dissociative uh, disorder yeah. associated with medical condition, right. dissociative disorder associated with, or substance-induced <laughs> substance dissociative induced. disorder, right. um, unspecified and specified, other specified. Mm -hmm. But today we're going to talk about the three primary, which mm -hmm. are dissociative amnesia, mm -hmm. dissociative identity disorder, and depersonalization, derealization disorder. Right. Right. And uh, those three mm -hmm. disorders, those have been around since the DSM-4 came out in 1994, right. but uh, we're, we missed <coughs> missed one, we, we lost one with the DSM-5, and that's uh, dissociative fugue, right. uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that, but that's now a subtype of dissociative amnesia, so mm -hmm. um, right. that was a little recap of Right, well it is, it's, it's helpful because as we said yesterday, the, the uh, nomenclature keeps changing. Mm -hmm. You know, most people would recognize this as multiple personality disorder, because right. that's what it used to be called and that's what's been popularized right. in TV and in the mm -hmm. media. Um, but currently, um, the experts at the American Psychiatric Association have narrowed this down to three primary mm -hmm. diagnoses, three right. subtypes right. Of, uh, dis um, of dissociation. And the first is? Well, we'll start with the dissociative amnesia. amnesia. Right. Um, so dissociative amnesia basically <coughs> means that a person has, um, has lapses in memory, significant lapses in memory, right. that is not explainable by typical forgetfulness. Right. Um, it's not associated with any type of head injury or trauma mm -hmm. or anything like that. Right. Um, but again, it typically uh, follows a, a trauma of right. some sort. Right. Um, so there's no medical condition or anything like that associated with it. It's mm -hmm. just there, there's some form of trauma, some type of abuse or something, and the person is having significant difficulty remembering a, a, a major portion of their life. Right. And we have to remember that, uh, it's a funny way of putting it, we have to remember that we try to forget. Mm -hmm. we, we try to push things out of um, our present consciousness. Right. Okay. And as we mentioned yesterday, sometimes we do it purposely. Right. Uh, that, that would be a therapeutic um, endeavor. And sometimes it happens to us because our brain wants to protect us right. from um, events that are so problematic, so traumatic, so troublesome, that we don't want it in consciousness. Right. The brain knows that, and the brain pushes it out. Right. So you have dissociative amnesia. Right, and, and so what, what this sort of <coughs> most commonly rep um, manifests as is a person you know, we may be meeting with a person um, in session or something, and they'll be talking about their childhood. Mm -hmm. uh, they will talk about perhaps some abuse that they believe happened, but then they'll talk about this span of time that they just have no memory of. They right. just cannot remember what mm -hmm. happened. Um, 
sometimes there's a there's a feeling that something happened. Right. There's a mm -hmm. you know somebody else may say, oh, you don't remember what happened, right. and right. and so they know that there was something significant about that portion of time, but they just have right. no memory of it. Other people might. Other people would the, have. Memory other of people it. would have a, a memory of it because it doesn't touch them personally. Right. But the person who was affected mm -hmm. would push it out of conscious right. memory, and have. As the name implies, amnesia for the for um, the uh, events. Right now, there's a, a, a subtype of dissociative amnesia is called dissociative fugue. Fugue. Right. So it's dissociative amnesia with dissociative fugue. Mm -hmm. And what dissociative fugue is is when a person um, is experiencing the the dissociative amnesia, but leaves. Um, they they sort of wander away mm -hmm. from their home environment, their right. their maybe their community mm -hmm. that they live in, and they go someplace else. And you know, there, there have been reports of people who have lived in this dissociative fugue for years. Right. Mm -hmm. They lived in it. They, they sort of arrive at this other, uh, in another town right. or something, and they don't really know who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, they have no ID or anything like right. that. And so they just start a new identity, start a new life. Right. It's not a dissociative identity disorder because it's not uh, sort of right. the fragmented that we'll talk about in just a moment, but it is they just go and live someplace else uh, create for a, a they create a separate identity mm -hmm. as an adult right uh, and that's but but that's different right than the classic dissociation right and that's why they took it out because right. it didn't fit neatly into the category right and so they took it out because this is a little bit different mm -hmm. and doesn't fit neatly into uh, dissociative identity right. or dissociative amnesia right and, and this mm -hmm. is different of course than the the wandering that sometimes happens with uh, dementia and right. and, and, right. and patients as they get older mm -hmm. this is something that happens usually um, in younger adults right. but it's also uh, something that's often associated again with a trauma or some traumatic event that happens in a person's life. Right. Um, and there's been many movies made <laughs> about these types of uh, right. experiences. Right. That's what I was just going to say. This is what gets mm -hmm. put on the mm -hmm. screen. Right. Um, are these kinds of very unusual or bizarre? But that's true with most things. I yeah. Mean, what what gets to um, social media or mm -hmm. uh, on the silver screen, the right. TV screen, are these rather unusual mm -hmm. or bizarre um, happenings? Right. Mm -hmm. Now the second one, uh, second uh, primary disorder in this class or this family of disorders is dissociative identity disorder, right. DID. Mm -hmm. And this is the one that was previously uh, right. referred to as multiple personality right. disorder. Yeah. Uh, this is a condition, uh, again, uh, this is the one that we've mainly been talking about, mm -hmm. uh, that you know, during childhood there, there right. are various traumas, um, abuses, perhaps that happened over a period of time, mm -hmm. and there is this fracturing or splintering of the personality. Right. Um, as we talked about yesterday, many times this is a, uh, I mean, I guess you could call it just an adaptive um, right. uh, strategy that your brain uses to protect mm -hmm. uh, the child during the abuse, right. and so the child will sort of pretend or think mm -hmm. about or go somewhere else, right. and then what what happens is it, it's it's a, a fascinating phenomenon where mm -hmm. the body is the per, the person's body is still there. We're right. kind of talking about it almost metaphysically mm -hmm. here, but um, but so that other the personality or the right. person's um, consciousness that is experiencing the abuse remains there, but the person is sort of imagining themselves somewhere else, right. and and that 
consciousness that's experiencing the trauma often becomes an alternate, right. um, often becomes an alternate personality mm-hmm. and is sort of stuck at that <coughs> stage. Mm-hmm. So if the abuse happens at the age of eight, mm-hmm. for example, um, as the person gets older, if they right. are experiencing this dissociative identity disorder, mm-hmm. one of their alternates would be the eight-year-old that was experiencing that That's trauma. Right. And, and you see the relationship between amnesia and, mm-hmm. and identity. In amnesia, you have a single person, personality, who, who leaves behind the memory that he or she had. In identity disorder, it actually splits. Mm-hmm. And so you have one personality takes on the, the uh, trauma, right. and one personality remains mm-hmm. um, separate. Okay? Right. So it's, it's the same essential problem but it's di- but we manage it in two very different ways. One right. is we forget, and the other is we separate. Right. Okay. So, right. and now the third. Well, well with a, a couple <coughs> last things with dissociative identity disorder is that many times uh, a person could have multiple alternates. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there are reports of people having three many, four. many right. um, mm-hmm. alternates, and again, it's sort of based upon what's happening with the with the person at the time of the trauma mm-hmm. at the time of the abuse right. um, but the the there are varying levels of awareness of this and so what will happen is many times a person with uh, dissociative identity disorder their primary mm-hmm. uh, self their primary identity right. may not have may have no idea about the alternates mm-hmm. while the alternates may know about each other and they right. know even about the primary um, personality. And so there, there's this, um, again, it's a very interesting phenomenon when you are working with somebody with this because they mm-hmm. may have these this confusion that's right. happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, it sounds too fantastical to believe. Right. When you, when you see, uh, we watched the interview uh, all about Eve, the woman who was right, we were the at subject it. of that movie, and you look at it and say, "No, that she she's conning whoever mm-hmm. she's talking to." You know, it just sounds too fantastical to believe mm-hmm. uh, that that somebody could switch that quickly. Right. Do we know? We don't know for sure. Right. Um, there right. are people who who argue argue vehemently and convincingly mm-hmm. that they harbor more than one personality. Mm-hmm. Um, do they or are they conning the whole world? Right. Um, right. We're not sure. And, and, and the other, what, what, what most commonly happens is that a person comes in for treatment, right. not for dissociative identity disorder, but because they are having some confusion or some depression right. or some other symptoms. Mm-hmm. And, and what we find, what we would see therapeutically many times is, um, and, and this has certainly happened with some of the individuals that I've worked with, is there are they are very distinct when they arrive at different for different sessions. Um, oh, you mean uh, the, pers- the, the, the person? The different people. They, right. they may dress differently. Right. They they mm-hmm. certainly behave very differently, right. and and it starts to create some of those uh, concerns and questions right. where we need to kind of dig into the childhood just a little bit and look right. for any of that trauma that could be mm-hmm. uh, suggestive of this, um, the emergence of something like this. Yeah, but when you see these fragmented personalities, mm-hmm. right. you have to start wondering, right. you know, is it a dissociative disorder? Right. So. 
Yeah. But it's yeah. It's not an easy it's right. not an easy journey. It, n- not at all. And and we'll kind of reiterate that tomorrow when we right. talk about the assessments yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. So now the third condition within this family mm-hmm. is uh, depersonalization derealization disorder. Right. Mm-hmm. And this one again has been around for a little while. But what this one is, is this is an experience where a person feels as though they are detached from their physical body. They are right. they're not connected to the real world. And so mm-hmm. um, what this manifests as sometimes is the person may feel as though they are looking down on themselves mm-hmm. while they're, you know, right. doing something or they just don't feel connected to their mm-hmm. body in whatever in some way. And this is the one that's gaining popular gaining mm-hmm. in popularity right. among adolescents uh, among adolescents. Um, I see more and more um, adolescent girls, usually mm-hmm. about mid 15, 16, 17 year old mm-hmm. adolescent girls who are convinced that they have depersonalization mm-hmm. disorder. Right. Um, once again, many things happen in adolescence. Right. And in most of the cases I've seen, in one way or another, marijuana use was oh. part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so I always wonder what really right. was it because it's right. an altered these are mind altering drugs and mm-hmm. so you have an altered state of conscious consciousness right. to begin with right. and so you have to wonder what role drugs played in the separation again there are cults around the world the peyote cult in mm-hmm. the united states where you and again you intentionally use mind altering substances right. to separate well I, I was just going to say there's mm-hmm. a there's a mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. um within the sort of the metaphysical community um mm-hmm. called astral projection mm-hmm. and the, the purpose the goal is to mm-hmm. sort of separate yourself from your body and, mm-hmm. and and travel in the astral plane and 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 right. you know seek um comfort or uh relaxation or stress management from those kinds of practices and there are religious practices mm-hmm. the kerbala in in the jewish religion mm-hmm. and some uh, through the christian and muslim religions these very um we consider them splinter groups mm-hmm. but most of the religions have um, have um, an expression of this right. type of thing built into their right. practices it's usually the a very small number right. of people but um, certainly each religion has its mystics mm-hmm. and were right. they dissociating. Right, and, and but again, <coughs> what makes it a disorder is when it's happening unintentionally, it's happening mm-hmm. without your um, intent right. or, or conscious um, decision, right. and, and then it's interfering with your life. And it so. interferes with your life, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So, so those are the three, um, the dissociative amnesia, right. dissociative identity disorder, and depersonalization, derealization mm-hmm. disorder. Right. Um, you know, I, I, again, we're going to talk tomorrow a little bit about the assessment mm-hmm. of, of these conditions. Right. Um, it, it's difficult. <laughs> there, there's not any real there's strong um, strategies for that. But can't go out and get a test. No. And nope. So, but we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, for a little bit anyway. So, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. 